anyone else that this is your first time here, we welcome <laughs> you, and we're so glad to see you. Thank you, Pastor Karen. Can you all hear me? All right. Well, I know we prayed, but if we can pray again just real quick before we start. Lord, I am so blessed to be here today, and I just thank you for this wonderful group of women, Lord. And I just pray that you will, as Jamie said, open our hearts, Father, and our minds and our mouths, Father, that we can just become more like you and more beautiful in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I was blessed. Oh, as Pastor Karen said, I am married to Carl. Some of you guys know Carl. He um, started off way back doing the uh, computer work here at the church, so that's kind of a connection there. Anyway, I was blessed to give my testimony to our church this past Sunday, so they were kind of my guinea pigs. And here's me, you know, I'm like, okay, my testimony, let's see. I got saved when I was nine, and I've been living for Christ ever since. All done. You know, I'm like, I'll take this much time, honey, and you can have all this. Well, unfortunately, I went first, and I spoke for 45 minutes. So I kind of hogged the time and gave him this much, but I, I trimmed it down, guys, so, you know. Um, so anyway, our testimony. You know, there's a song out right now. I, I can't think of who sings it, but it, it, it's from Revelation 12:11, where it says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So, you know, I am blessed that I get to come up here and share my testimony with you guys, but you know what? Our testimony is actually what we're living every day it's it's how you know how you are in your everyday life so you are a living testimony and you know you hear so many times that we may be the only jesus that some people see we may be the only jesus with skin on you know so we we all are living testimony so just remember that i talk with my hands a lot so sorry if you know you might be animated just by watching me and not even listening uh, so my, I'm going to give my testimony just to give you guys kind of a background of where I came from, and that's pretty much it. So in the younger years, I, first of all, came from a family of five siblings. I have one older sister, one older brother, one younger sister, one brother, and I'm right in the middle. No middle child syndrome at all. I mean, honestly, I love being a middle child. So you get the best of everything, you know. You get the older sister to kind of break, break you into the other things. You, you get to boss your younger sister around, and you know. Um, we were raised in a Catholic family. My parents were Catholic, my grandparents were Catholic, all my cousins were Catholic. Uh, so we went to church every Sunday. I went to Catholic school starting from second grade to eighth grade. So, you know, went to Mass on Wednesday and um, special holidays. You know, of course, you went with church there. And it, it was a, you know, it was a very good school. I lived a very sheltered life. And I'm honestly, I can say I am very blessed that I lived a sheltered life. I didn't have to experience a lot of what kids have to experience today. So I can look back and say I was very blessed. At the time, sometimes it was hard, I'm sure, you know, saying, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? But I look back now and I am extremely blessed. So kids, ladies, young ladies, when your mom and dad say something, it's not that they're trying to be mean, they're trying to, they're trying to shelter you and, and you'll be blessed for it by obeying them. We came from a very low income family. I remember um, my dad actually worked at a feed mill had to go into some moldy corn, got something called farmer's lung. We were on food stamps for quite a while, and, you know, my parents were, that's when they had the old, you know, rip them out, everybody can hear them, you know, might as well go to the grocery store, I'm on food stamps, you know, now they have the slick card, credit card. But they were always, they felt so bad, they were like, man, you kids didn't get anything when you are growing up, you know, and they're trying to, you know, fix that all. Now we're like, you know what, we were loved, and we never went without, we always had food, you know, Christmas time came, we always had gifts, we were so blessed, so, uh, sorry, I do a lot of ahs too. 
My first, as I just said, I lived a sheltered life. My first experience with smoking was at the age of six or seven. <gasps> oh, no. Well, it was on purpose. My dad lit up a cigar and had us each take a puff so we would literally gag, turn green, and get nauseous so we would never want to do it again. And guess what? None of us ever smoked. <laughs> Good anecdote there. At the age of nine, we went to a Lowell Lundstrom crusade. Anybody familiar with Lowell Lundstrom? Yay! Okay, he's more well known. So it was a brother team with their families and they would go into, it was at our high school, which I'm so blessed to think that a crusade came into our high school. And, uh, you know, they did singing and then they presented the gospel. And I remember sitting in the bleachers, it was just my mother, my older brother, my older sister, myself, and I had a baby brother at the time. And listening to those words, you know, and he was saying, you know, I knew that there was a trinity. I knew there was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I knew I had to be good. I followed the Ten Commandments, say your Hail Marys, you know, do your rosary only on your knees. Um, why do they make you do that on your knees, you know? Uh, but anyway, I remember hearing the message, and seriously, it was like, I need this. I need Jesus. I didn't know he wanted to live inside of me. I didn't know he wanted to have a relationship with me. It was all me, you know, to him following the rules and doing that. So I remember standing up just bawling. And so all my entire, well, all that was with went up and received Jesus Christ as our Savior. And I still have my book that they gave us, which, you know, Kathy Morgan at the time. So it was very, very blessed. We were so thrilled. We got home and we're just, you know, like, woohoo! You start the next morning and you're like, man, it's great. Well, not so great when uh, the husband in the family thinks you joined a cult. My dad was furious. He's like, what are you guys doing? What did you get involved in here? So for about three months, which I can't even imagine, you know, being married now, how it felt for my mom to stand firm on this belief. And, you know, we prayed for my dad, but how hard it was for her to have to go through that. Well, so like I said, three or four months later, the crusade came through in another town. My dad listened and eyes were open and he received Christ as his savior as well. And I can jump ahead now and say, I am so blessed. I have, all of my siblings are saved and all of their spouses are saved. So we are very, an, a very odd family that I'm so blessed to be able to have everyone in my family that I'm gonna see in heaven someday. Uh, so Ephesians, uh, let's see, I missed my Bible verse here, sorry. Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. Uh, and you, and may you have the power to understand, this is going back to when I got saved, as all of God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep is his love. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness. That is my phone going off, I'm sorry. Uh, complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Okay, so I am a princess, and he loves me. Same, you guys look beautiful, by the way. You should put all your crowns on. We're all royalty here now. <laughs> I know some of you did, but, and just so you know, these are all hand-colored and hand-taped and stapled by our, well, I taped and stapled, but they're hand-colored by our little disciples group at church. So, okay, on to the grade school years. So, as I said, I went to a Catholic school from fifth grade to, or from uh, second grade to eighth grade. When you went to fifth grade, you got to go on the other side of the school. 
and in fifth grade, there were five girls and four boys in my class. And guess who was the tallest? <laughs> yeah, Debbie knows where I'm coming from. All the boys shorter than me, all the girls shorter than me, you know, so I appreciate it now, but when growing up, I did not. So if you see me walking around like this, it's not on purpose. No, it is on purpose. I need to stand up straight, but I was very much a teacher's pet. I was a people pleaser. I mean, seriously, parents, teachers, friends definitely, you know, aim to please people. Um, I remember we had a contest in our class, and I, you got whatever on the calendar, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if you completed this, well, here's me, you know, 20 points to have everybody. I'm literally trying not to do everything so I don't win the prize at the end, because I'm like, oh, man. It was a big candy bar, I'll never forget, that's just weird, a big Hershey's, and here I got it, and I'm like, thank you, you know, <laughs> out of the room. Uh, but my weakness was sports. I am, like, probably the most or the least athletically gifted person, but God still loves me anyway. <laughs> I was picked last for every sport there was. I remember honestly going into the bathroom and just crying, why doesn't anybody want me on their team? Uh, so yeah, well, poor me. You can look at Galatia, I bless her soul, she is just like her mom. <laughs> uh, we went to the Catholic school, it was called St. Mary's, and for two classes, we were actually, we would walk over to the public school and take, I think it was industrial arts and home ec and gym class. So, you know, here's all mine of us walking over there. And uh, I remember really realizing or seeing how mean kids can be in the public school and in private schools as well. But we would come in and I just remember being ridiculed. They, here come the Mary Saints, here come. And I'm just thinking, why are you making fun of us? We're kids just like you, you know, just because we go to a different school and it's a Catholic school, no big deal. But um, it was still good. It was an eye-opening experience for me to see, you know, what the real world was going to be like. So in my grade school years, I received the gift of tongues, and I was also water baptized. My mom had the privilege of baptizing me. It, there was a, down the hill from our place a ways, there was a little stream. And it was a stream. I mean, you know, probably the steep water, but that's okay. But she was able to baptize me, and that was very uh, special for me to have her do that. Okay, now we've been attending, uh, we had been attending the Catholic Church still, you know, after being saved, and now we started attending a Baptist church, so I got to meet some friends, you know, that were on the same uh, belief as I was, so that was quite cool. Then we get into high school. Yay! And, you know, coming from a class of nine, I walk into this high school, I'm like, you mean you can choose your friends? Like, here all of a sudden you have, like, you know, 100 people in your class, and you're like, woo, that's kind of cool. But I remember my mom saying to me, choose your friends wisely because you will act like them, you will dress like them, you will talk like them, and you will be like them. So you need to choose very wisely. Be strong and set God, God's word in your heart. Uh, my first B ever, ever I got in high school. My, I will, honestly, isn't that horrible? I'm like, B. My second semester of my sophomore year, I got it in health class of all things. But anyway, uh, fitting in in high school, you know, it, you, since you got to choose your friends, you didn't have just this level, this level, you had everything in between, so that was kind of fun. But you also realize there's, there are people that want to be your friends, but maybe for the wrong reasons. I remember befriending a very tall, she was taller than me, she was like six feet tall, I was so pumped. She's like, yeah, you know, you should join the swimming team. 
yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. I'm like, I don't even know how to swim, you know? I'm like, why do you want me on your team? Trying to recruit. And I literally remember in math class, I, they sat us alphabetically and, um, you know, just realizing what goes on in class. The two boys that sat on either side of me were like, you know, hey, what's the answer to this? And I remember literally, when I do my test, I'd be like this. Like, you know, so nobody could see my answers, so I wouldn't have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'd just cover my paper up. But I think one of, my, one of my not fondest memories, one of the harshest memories I remember in high school, was I had a crush on a, a guy that was a year ahead of me, and he had a sister that was a year below me. And we were on the yearbook staff together, and da-da-da-da. We'd sit at our table and try to, you know, sell yearbooks. And I'll never forget, this person came up, and they started talking to her. Her name was Maria. And so impacted me, I don't know why, because you know you just want to belong and you want to be somebody. She's like, this person was like, well, I know Maria, but who are you? And seriously, that had made such an impact by me, but you know what? We are handpicked by God, you guys. John 15, 16 says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have ordained you. So, I am a princess, and he loves me. Uh, my parents m told us there was no dating to your 18, which they now deny. I don't know who told me then. <laughs> I'm like, uh, really? Which was no big deal. You know, I'm like, I was too into school, too into getting, you know, things perfect in class and whatnot. But I had set very high standards for myself. I told myself I would save myself for marriage. Absolutely. I would try to keep myself from getting into situations that were tempting. And I knew that God would be my strength. Uh, Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save, and he will take great delight in you, and he will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. I am his princess, and he loves me. Okay, now to college. I went to a vocational college. Oh, previous to this, guys, I'd worked at a bridal shop for eight years. Very awesome, so, you know, kind of tried on the bridal gown thing already, did the fashion shows, you know, but every little girl still dreams of, woo, walking down the aisle, getting married, so. Anyway, on to technical college. Um, very cool, you kind of stretch your wings and see really what you're made of. Um, I, my, probably my, my one event there that I remember, we had an all-school event, and you were required to go, otherwise you would be counted absent for the day, and back then, I don't know how, if it is still now, your grade, um, affected, or your attendance affected your grade. So, you know, who wants to be absent? No, because it's going to go against your grade. But the event was a hypnotist. And I absolutely, I'm like, I, am not, I don't believe in this. I am not going to do this. Well, then you're going to be counted absent. It's going to go against your grade. I'm like, I can't. And there were two other girls in my class that were strong Christians, or so I thought. And, you know, that's what, just be strong, guys. Stand up for what your standards are. Stand up for Christ. And I, did not go. I remember walking to my townhome, college, dorm, whatever, just crying, like, why? Why? You know, and the other two gals stayed, and they felt really bad that they stayed, but called my mom, why are they doing this? Da, 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 da. Well, the next day, my teacher came up to me and said, you know, we, they, they can't count this against you because of the fact that you didn't, you didn't attend, so it's not going to go into your grade. So praise the Lord. He was awesome there. Matthew 5.11 says, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of things against you because of me. Because I'm his princess, and he loves me. So stay strong in your beliefs, guys. You, you, you young ones out there, seriously, mom, 
moms and dads are setting the foundation and they're doing it for a reason and you know what it's a good thing uh, so my friends in there were four of us that lived you know, together and uh, I was from Platteville which is a college town and one of the gals boyfriends lived there and so you know they're going off to parties and guess where I would go they dropped me off at Bible study <laughs> here you go okay bye you know, yes, it would have been fun to go to the college parties, you know, dance, go meet some guys, whatever, but I'm like, really, what good would it have done, you know? So, uh, I went on my very first date one month before I was 20. So I did follow my parents' rule, even though they said it was not one, but I honored them in that. We went to see Prancer, the movie about the reindeer. <laughs> That's okay, it was good, it was good. I wanted to do that anyway. Um, Missions trips, yay, yay. I know a lot of you ladies have, been, ladies have been on missions trips. I got to go on my first missions trip in 1990. I went to Juarez, Mexico, which is just across the border from Texas. And if you have never been on a missions trip, not that you have to go out of the country, but if you can go to a third world country, man, you guys, we are so blessed here. You know, the poorest person here, honestly, is so rich. I remember we would take bakery items down there. Well, how long does it take to get, you know, we're driving a bus, so they're day-olds when you start, but by the time you get there, they're not quite a day-old anymore. And you know, the people did not care. They'd rip off the mold and they'd still eat it. They were very grateful. That and bananas. We took bananas down. Um, I remember, you, I knew not a lick of Spanish. Actually, oh no, I take that back. Again, I said, I knew El Baño, because you have to know where the bathroom is. <laughs> Uh, I remember, so we'd, you know, we'd, we'd actually help build houses, carry bricks, whatnot, during the day, and then we'd have our, our conferences or crusades at night. And I remember, you know, the children are so sweet. I remember standing there with the children, and neither of us knew how to communicate with each other, but we taught each other head, shoulders, knees, and toes. So I did learn some Spanish. I knew head, shoulders, knees, because you can point and they can say it, and I taught them in English. Uh, my second trip was to Russia. Woohoo! Okay, I have to admit here because back then I had a very big crush on Sylvester Stallone, who played Rocky. And in Rocky IV, if any of you remember, he goes, he fights this big, huge, blonde Russian that's very tall and very muscular. I'm like, oh yeah, I can go to Russia. Yeah! So there was a little old woman at our church, bless her soul, she brought in a magazine and on the back of it was Cecil Todd Ministries, very small ministry in Missouri. And they, go, they would go monthly over to Russia. So I signed up to go and totally treated like royalty. I mean, you step off the plane, they, they put you in their five-star hotel, which, of course, to our standards was not five-star, but it was their five-star hotel. And we, we were able to go into the schools and sing and present the gospel. And the kids, I mean, seriously, you walk into that room, they're all standing and cheering and clapping. I'm like, am I a movie star or something? You know, I felt, I'm like, I just wanted to, to let them know. I'm like, I'm just like you. I, but just because we were from the United States. Yes, that's right. It's coming, Barb. You got it. <laughs> um, many were saved. It was, it was quite awesome. So we would do that during the day. And then at night, we would have our crusades at uh, a rented building. We would pray very open. I mean, they were extremely open and they were so blessed. So I remember flying home then, and uh, of course, flying home on the busiest day of the year, which is the day before Thanksgiving. I woke up the next morning in my bed, and I, I woke up, and I'm just like, honestly, I'm thinking here, where am I, first of all? 
because I'm in my bed. I'm not in Russia. And what am I doing here? I mean, it really, it just took my heart big time. So I got to go again two years later. And this time I went to Bransk, which was northwest of Moscow. And we were able to minister in the army hospitals with the wounded soldiers and on the streets. And then we had the nightly crusades. But there was a difference. Even within those two years, it, it wasn't quite as open to share the gospel. So I, I don't know quite how it is today, but I'm hoping it's still very open. But I was still, nonetheless, very blessed to go. I did not find any six-foot-tall, well, six-plus-tall, muscular Russians. Sorry, I did find a cute little interpreter, though. <laughs> With black hair. No. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Carl has black hair. But All right, so then let's go on to, we're back in the United States, and I, Platteville is a college town, and I don't know if any of you know those kinds of towns where there's towns that will just suck you in and you will be there forever if you don't decide in your heart that I'm going to leave. So my parents were like, hey, we're going to move. I was living on their land in a trailer and, and they're like, we're going to move. And I'm like, okay, can I go with you? Sure. So they, we would always travel on vacation up north. So they found a house in Cumberland, Wisconsin. And my younger brother, sister, myself, my parents moved up there. Nobody had a job. Nobody. The cousins were like, what are you guys doing? Nobody has a job, nothing. But I knew that God would provide for us. I was 25 years old at the time, and I knew he would provide a job, and he would provide what we needed because I'm a princess, and he loves me. So long story short, did a few jobs in, uh, oh, moved on to Rice Lake. Uh, worked at retail. Once the retail bug hits you, you know, you just, uh, it stuck with me for a long time. I did get the opportunity to work at a factory for a summer, which I believe everyone should do. It's quite an experience. It is. They work very hard. Uh, but anyway, landed a job at Maurice's, which is uh, clothing. You guys have a Maurice's here still, I think. No. Oh, oh bummer. There was a vision I had about the Maurice's here. I'll have to tell you guys. It was quite interesting. Anyway, they had an opening. So I worked in Rice Lake, an opening uh, for management opened in, that's when Maurice's was in the mall, actually. There was a Maurice's in the mall before Anderson Windows took over there. And that is where I got my first management job. I was so extremely blessed. I started managing there and the co-manager who was there before me was a born-again Christian. So how cool is that to have the leadership team both born-again Christians. So we had some quite awesome talks. I mean, we prayed for our, our store. You know, we prayed for our employees. It was quite awesome. I also got to meet a very special customer who is here today, which is very, very cool. So never, never, you know, you may just think, oh, I'm just going to my job, or, you know, oh, I'm just, you know, doing this with whatever, or I'm just doing this. God will bring people across your path that you have no idea what kind of impact that you'll be on them or they will be on you. So we always need to remember, I can't remember the verse where it says, do everything as unto the Lord. So then, so I'm living in Stillwater, and I need, I need to start looking for a church. So, you know, I checked out, I don't even remember, probably a couple of them, and then I came to River Valley Christian Church and uh, met Dara. I will never forget, it was one Sunday when I'd been attending well, and she literally beelined it, like, to me right after service. And I'm like, so we befriended each other. And uh, I was part of the singles group, which consisted of all women. Mary's laughing, yes. And quite a few are here today. It was very fun. We had some good times. We did. Uh, so I, I was, when I moved to Stillwater, I was just turning 31. And you know, in the back of your mind, it's like, okay, I thought I was going to get married at 27, maybe. 
Maybe I thought I was the third one in the family to get married. Well, that was gone. Everybody else in the family was married, but that's okay. You know what? If I don't get married, I don't get married. John 15, 9 to 17 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So I knew I was loved. Abide in my love, and if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy will be full. So the mall was bought out by Anderson Windows. I loved working for Maurice's. They were awesome, so what do we do now? Well, God major provided because the gal that was managing in Hudson wanted to go to Red Wing, and so I could just slip right over into Hudson. I mean, it was totally, I had so much peace about this. You know, we closed the store down. Yes, it was sad, but, you know, I got to move on. And Tracy actually got my my born-again co-manager. Had to go to another store for just, like, two weeks, and then she was able to join me at my store again. So got the job in Hudson. I'm cutting my time really short. I must be talking really fast, guys. Uh, Because we're already up to... So I befriended Dara, she was the accountant here, and there was a gentleman that was working on the computers that Dara was talking about. And she thought that um, he and I would hit it off as, as a pair, so she set us up on a blind date. The reason she set us up on a blind date was because I said the word reckon, and she thought that I would be a good fit for this redneck man. So I said, watch what you say, you know, I'm very glad I said it, but yeah, that was the whole thing, reckon. So I said, well, I will not call him, absolutely not, he has to call me. So he calls, and we set up a date, and, you know, first he's like, well, let's go country line dancing, and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I don't dance very well, <laughs> just, you know, so praise the Lord. I mean, I, gave, I was like, yeah, yeah, we can do that, and then we ended up talking later. I'm like, you know, I don't really dance very well. I like to dance, but I don't dance well. So we decided we'd meet at a Mexican restaurant called Don Pablo's, and you know, so Dara's like, okay, he's, you know, let me get the, let me get everything on him. He's got black hair. Okay, good. I like black hair. Oh, he's taller than you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> he's born again. Okay, yeah, absolutely. That's a must. Um, he has a goatee, love goatees. And I'm like, oh, I had to think for tattoos. I don't think she knew if he had tattoos or not. But anyway, so he pulls up, and I remember him coming to the door, and I'm so like, he is so not taller than me. I'm like, run upstairs, put the flats on. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. But he had flowers, plus, plus, plus. <laughs> so that's good, that's good. So we went to Don Pablo's, and, you know, very easy to talk to. We had a great conversation. Our waitress was having just the time of, of her night. She had had um, three tables, two or three tables walk off without paying. So, yeah, I know, not good. And she was, I mean, she was almost on the brink of tears, and she's like, I'm so sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. And she's explaining all this. She said, the, the, you know, your meal will be on us because, you know, I wasn't able to, to get to you in time as, you know, as quickly as I should have done out of this and whatnot. And Carl is always very good. If you've ever gone out to eat with Carl, he will ask the waitress if they don't tell you their name. He will ask, and what's your name again? So he always is very personable, calling them by their name. And uh, at the end of our date, which was very long, we conversed a lot, at the end of our date, he, this is what stole my heart. Because when we, when we met, it wasn't like a, you know, love at first sight, like, oh, this is the man I'm going to marry. Or, you know, wow, he's so awesome. He wrote a check out to her for our meal. And I'm like, for real, who does this? I mean, you know, I am Miss, seriously, I was told the other street, I can make a penny squeak till I have to go to the bathroom. So here's me, free meal, our first date is a free meal in Rock, Rock God, and he's writing a check out to her. And I, but I was very blessed. I'm like, wow, the compassion there was quite amazing. 
so, you know, we dated a while, or, or a little while, I think it was um, like maybe a month or so, and then, and you should, my diary entries, man, you know, journal entries, da, 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 I was so excited, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be dating him, I don't know if I should be dating him, da, 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 da this. We ended up breaking up for a week, which he just laughs, he's like, is that really a breakup? But I don't know, I just was something in me, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I think we need to, and he was, uh, he's like, okay, because he was usually the one that, or he was the one usually that got uh, dumped, he told me, but uh, I was heartbroken, I absolutely was. He actually came into the store, and he had to buy some clothes. He was gonna take his grandma to California to The Price is Right, and I'm like, really? Like, who really does this anymore, for real? Well, so, you know, so he signs up for a credit card, which is a plus for Maurice's, you know, you have to so many, he spends so much with another plus for Maurice's, plus I get to help him pick out clothes, and I'm like, oh, why are you doing this to me? Why don't you just leave, you know? Anyway, he left for his week trip with his, well, for his week trip with his grandma, came back, we ended up getting back together. So I guess I don't know if you can really call it a breakup or not. Um, for those of you who know Carl, I'll, I'll fill this part in, is he and I have totally, I mean, like you could probably not get more night and day for backgrounds. Gwen is laughing because Gwen got to pray with him. Well, I thought you were there too. You were. So he came, when he came back from Texas, shortly before I met him, he was working on their computers and he came in one day and had um, some intestinal or stomach issues. He was just not feeling well. And Dara and Gwen knew him well enough. He was a happy-go-lucky, you know, guy. And they could tell he wasn't feeling well. So they asked him if they could pray for him. And Carl, you know, he knew who God was and this and that. He was a good man, you know, but he, yeah, sure, you can pray for me. And he tells me that he's right out here. He can see his truck out in the parking lot. And he's like, they're laying their hands on me and they're praying and all this and that. And then they're like, do you want to receive Jesus as your Savior? And he's like, thinking in his head, if it'll get me out the door a lot quicker, absolutely I will, you know? So they prayed for him. So that was his born again experience. So it was here. He was just saying it to get out of here but but you know that was his that was that was his sinner's prayer there um so that was the start of it i should say so anyway so then i found out that he wasn't really born again and oh man this was after he got back together then and i'm just livid i'm like okay this can't be i cannot you know but i'm like okay god what, what are we going to do here what you know i really like him and da 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 this and um we ended up still continuing to see each other. I gave him a Bible for Christmas. And I remember uh, going over to his house. So we, he lived in North Branch. I lived in Hammond, which was probably good. You know, so it was an hour drive. We'd only get to see each other on weekends. And I remember going up to his place, and uh, he was working at his shop or whatever. And so I'm sitting in the house. Okay, da-da-da-da-da. And I grabbed his Bible, and he had a piece of paper in there. And he had written some questions down. Of course, he started from Genesis, you know reading the Bible, but that's okay. You know, start with John. If you ever get any newbies, start with John. But anyway, excuse me. So he had a, a few questions, maybe six questions um, in Genesis and maybe Exodus. And I, you know, I'm like, okay. So I wrote the answers to him. And he didn't see it until maybe a week later or something. He's like, man. So that was, when he gives his testimony, that was a huge impact for him. He's like, I don't know how she found those, you know, answers to the questions. I don't even remember what the questions were, to be honest. But uh, so we continued to see each other, obviously. Um, and, you know, he might be something that, uh, that 
would be a potential spouse. So, you know, I'm getting a little, little, little tighter with him there. And uh, I totally skipped my verse. Sorry, guys. This was supposed to go back when I realized that Carl wasn't, you know, he just said the, said the prayer. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This is when I was iffy about him then. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, and plans to give you hope and a future. Because I'm his princess, and he loves me. Uh, Carl will also tell you in uh, his testimony that one of our best dates was we met in the graveyard near my house. Yeah, kind of. But you know, it's actually pretty cool. It was in the evening, and it was one where they have all those big old... Uh, what do you even call those? Tombstones? Yeah, you know, it was very beautiful, very small. But we had one of our best talks there, and it was all about God and relation, you know, relationship with him. So then I knew he was really searching and digging and that he was on the right track. Um, so in, we met in July, and in February, so seven months later, he popped the question, which I knew it was probably going to happen, but just not quite that quick. That was kind of fast, but it was two days before uh, Valentine's Day because he was going to be gone eel pout fishing on Valentine's Day. Who goes eel pout fishing on Valentine's Day? I mean, you know? But anyway, so he didn't want me to, you know, be, me to be forgotten about. So he comes in my house. I'm sharing this just to, for you young ladies that, you know, you never know when or who or what. But he came in, and he had a balloon, and I'm like, okay, I'm just brushing my teeth, you know, da-da. And I had a cat at the time. Well, I still have her, but he, I came out, and I'm brushing my teeth, and he's down on one knee, and I'm just, oh, he's petting the cat, you know, just totally oblivious. He's down on one knee, you know, like this, and, I, I, and I'm like, oh, da-da. And he's like, will you marry me? And here's me like. <laughs> and I run in the bathroom, spit it out. I'm like, okay, can you do that again? <laughs> so anyway. He did again, and I did say yes. Uh, I will say, you know, they always say, you marry your best friend. And I honestly have to say, I, he was not my best friend. We knew each other, you know, what, seven months he proposed, and we got married four months later in June. We didn't even know each other a full year when we got married. But I do have to say, we have... This will be 10 years, and we are really becoming very good friends, and now I know he is my best friend. Uh, Romans 8, 35 and through 39 says, Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, because I am a princess and he loves me. And that is what I have today. We do have four children, just so you know. <laughs> we have an awesome marriage. And I asked Jamie to share a song with us, please. And thank you all very much for coming. <laughs>